This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, there was no Iowa surprise. Welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Tuesday, January 16th, 2024. It's the third of five Tuesdays this month and National Fig Newton Day, recognizing one of America's classic cookies. Is it really a cookie or is it just a snack? Created in the town of Newton, Massachusetts, all the way back in 1898. It's also a Tuesday that feels like a Monday for a lot of people. Hope you had a terrific and safe extra-long MLK Day holiday weekend. There is no relief in the weather today. Severely cold temperatures continuing. Yesterday at noon... It was colder in some places in the United States than it was in Antarctica. And even more snow is falling right now or expected to fall tonight in some places around the country as well. Places like Iowa, where people braved sub-zero temperatures and dangerous driving conditions to give former President Donald Trump the huge caucus win that he had been predicting all along. More than twice the nearly 13-point margin that Bob Dole received back in 1988, which was a long time ago. 30 points behind Donald Trump. Governor Ron DeSantis edging out Nikki Haley for second. Vivek Ramaswamy was fourth. This has been some period of time, and most importantly, we want to thank the great people of Iowa. Thank you. We love you all. What a turnout. What a crowd. And I really think this is time now for everybody, our country, to come together. We want to come together, uh, whether it's Republican or Democrat or liberal or conservative. It would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. I want to thank uh, some of the great people. We have so many senators. If I go through every name, we'll be here all night and everybody's going to get angry at me. But the senators, the congressmen from Washington, they came down from all different states. I want to thank you very much. I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for having a, a, good, a good time together. We're all having a good time together. <laughs> And uh, I think they both actually did very well. I really do. I think they both did very well. We don't even know what the outcome of second place is. And uh, I see Carrie Lake. Congratulations, Carrie. I spotted her, I have to announce, because she's terrific. She's going to be a senator, a great senator, I predict, right? You're going to be a great senator. And I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%. And that's an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. I think most importantly, I want to thank my 
incredible wife, uh, first lady, I'll say former and maybe future. But more important than Melania, I want to thank her incredible, beautiful mother who passed away a few days ago. And she's up there, way up there. She's looking down and she's so proud of us. And I just want to say to Amalia, you are special. One of the most special people I've ever known. And uh, that was a tough period of time for the family. But she, uh, she's amazing. She was amazing. So I just want to thank what she's done for our family and her husband, who's home right now and very lonely. He's a lonely man, but he's going to be okay. Victor, they're great people, great, uh, great parents to all of us, really. I mean, great parents, but also to Baron. Boy, did she take care of Baron. That's how he got so tall. He only ate her food. <laughs> and I want to thank my family generally. Uh, they've worked so hard. And they've taken so much abuse for being good people. I mean, good people. But uh, Eric and Don, they really did. These two have been working so hard. And they, uh, you know, they have another job also. So they have to do it all. But they, uh, they've been working so hard. And I know that Ivanka is home and Tiffany's home. They're watching. And I know that Baron's watching. Good old Baron. He's... I said, you're going to be a basketball player. I said, well, I like soccer, Dad, actually. I said, at your height, I like basketball better, but you can't, sometimes you can't talk them into everything. President Trump on stage last night in Des Moines, Iowa, with his sons, Don Jr. and Eric, surrounded by a group of Trump campaign people and supporters. One woman in Iowa who really stepped up was your Attorney General, Brenna Bird. She really, really stepped up. Where is Greta? Come here. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Glad to do it. We need you. Yeah. She stepped up. She's going to be your governor someday, I predict. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll be watching, but she really did. She broke away from the pack. And she had tremendous courage and uh, wasn't easy. In some states, it's easy. In other states, it's a little bit more difficult. Trump predicting Iowa Attorney General Brenner Byrd will be the next governor. Current governor Kim Reynolds, as you know, endorsed Ron DeSantis as the 2024 Republican nominee. Vivek Ramaswamy, who finished fourth, no surprise, quickly endorsed President Trump. Later tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulated him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement. North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum was actually the first candidate to endorse Trump after dropping out of the race earlier. When he was president, our economy was booming. Uh, we were safe and we were prosperous. And now we find ourselves in a 180 degree different situation with Joe Biden as president. Again, that's North Dakota Governor Doug Burgum. And with all due respect to Mr. Burgum, unless you live in North Dakota, a lot of people didn't even know he was running. And here's what Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley had to say last night. We thank you for your effort. We thank you for your support. You helped us get a ticket punched out of the Hawkeye State. Trump and Biden both lack a vision for our country's future because both are consumed by the past, by investigations, by vendettas, by grievances. America deserves better. 
All right. Well, there you go. And I'm sure we'll be hearing from the candidates on Newsmax today, or at least some of the candidates. This is former presidential candidate and Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee on Wake Up America this morning. Former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee. Sir, welcome. Um, You say Iowa got it right. Walk us through your reaction to the caucus results. Well, it was a terrific night for Donald Trump, and I think it uh, ends any of the speculation that uh, voters don't want Donald Trump to be the nominee. Clearly, they do. He won all 99 counties. It was a slam dunk. He exceeded the expectations. If he'd have been under 50 percent, which still would have been the largest margin in the history of the caucuses since 1988 and Bob Dole, uh, they still, the press would still have said, well, he underperformed. Well, he didn't underperform last night. He did great. By the way, let me mention that in addition to Chuck Norris over there on just off my left shoulder, you might have noticed a future governor of Arkansas standing right next to Chuck. I thought uh, I saw her. Yes. There's your daughter. Yes. Yep. Yep, there yeah. she is, peeking over there. I see her. <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, fascinating to look back on all of this, and in part because um, McCain won New Hampshire for sure. We went on to win a bunch of most of the states on Super Tuesday. Right. But one of the things that every candidate faces, and they'll face it after last night, is two things will happen if you don't win the way the press says you need to. One, your donors dry up. And two, the press ignores you. And then, no matter how well you're doing and what traction you may be getting, your race is over. And so the challenge for both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis, can they overcome that narrative if they don't just do explicitly well in New Hampshire and then go on to either win one of those uh, cases of New Hampshire or South Carolina, I'm convinced the media will probably say about them. Yes. Uh, They can't win. And once that happens, their donors dry up and it's over. Governor, 60 seconds, two questions. Um, I'm wondering what you make of the the, the split narrative this morning from the rest of the media. Uh, Part of the narrative is that, well, you know, the weather impacted turnout. We only saw 110,000 caucus last night in Iowa. Um, The other part that I'd like to get your take on is... Ron DeSantis lost by 30 points. He he did finish in second place, but he delivered this Bill Clinton comeback kid-esque speech last night. Does that have an impact for him in New Hampshire in a good way? I, I don't think so, because he put all of his money on the table for Iowa. I mean, he spent most of his money there. He spent all his time there. He really focused on winning Iowa and essentially predicted that he would. It's like Babe Ruth pointing the bat over in left field and saying, that's where I'm going to hit it. Yeah, striking And then out. bunting the ball. Right. So I, I just think that it was a terrible underperformance. And to quote the Bible, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So the snow and the bad weather hit everybody. It didn't just affect DeSantis voters, Donald Trump's voters, many of whom are older, they still came out. So I just don't buy that argument that the weather affected the outcome. I think the outcome uh, was determined by the intensity of support for Donald Trump that we continue to see across the country. And last night, Eric Bowling spoke with Florida Congressman Matt Gates, who was on the Trump train in Iowa. A lot of people were going to vote for Trump, but were embarrassed to say it for whatever reason. He was, he was loud. He was somewhat obnoxious. But they wanted him, but they didn't want to say they did. Ron DeSantis right now is claiming a similar thing is happening in reverse right now. People are polling and saying they want to vote for Trump because they think he's the winner, but they're really going to end up voting and caucusing for DeSantis. What do you say to DeSantis? 
Well, I, I have been all over the state today, and what I can tell you is that uh, there's noticeable support for all of the candidates. The Trump voter seems to have greater intensity and sense of purpose. Um, my wife talked to a Haley caucus goer earlier who you know, might, maybe was going to make it out to the caucuses, uh, maybe not, but was just buying a cup of coffee uh, in town. And the Trump supporters are going through the snow. They're getting out. So uh, I think the weather will play some factor here, uh, but it's likely not going to be one to reveal some secret DeSantis voter. And remember, in these caucuses, it's not really a secret thing. I mean, you have to stand up and proclaim where you are in, in front of your uh, neighbors at times uh, when supporting one of the candidates during the presentation period. So it, it's a little more in-your-face politics than just casting a ballot and walking out. And maybe that's why it's a part of our Americana that we cherish. Florida Congressman Matt Gates in Iowa last night. So next up is the New Hampshire primary, right? A week from today where we'll get a much larger sampling of voters and where Nikki Haley has closed the gap on former President Trump, according to the most recent CNN University of New Hampshire poll. It shows Trump having 39% of likely voters, Haley at 32% the closest of any poll anywhere at any time. DeSantis, interestingly, only had 5% in that poll, with Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy both well ahead of DeSantis. This is in New Hampshire, but both of them are now no longer in the race. Let's go to Rob Schmidt, who spoke with Eric Trump. You're with your father a lot uh, in Iowa. How do people, how do people sound? You know, when he comes in the room, when they talk, I mean, it, it, it feels like a lot of the energy around him is certainly back. Well, you know, it was interesting. I was here last week. I was doing a bunch of events all over all over the state. And in every place I went, I had three, four hundred people. And, you know, I had people coming up to me. Sir, you have exponentially more people coming to see you. And, and remember, Rob, I'm not in the ticket, right? I don't want to be in politics. I have zero desire to, you know, to, to do that job. But, you know, they're coming up to me saying, sir, you have exponentially more people than DeSantis just sat at his event. So, I don't know if that's any indication. I'd say really good. I mean, the enthusiasm has been credible. Everywhere you go, you see, you know, um, you know, Trump signs. Uh, you have people who are literally bringing their kids with American flags. I mean, this is real enthusiasm. You have people painting their barns to see MAGA on them. I mean, if you're going to go through the effort to spend a week to paint the side of a massive barn, you know, that says Trump on it, I imagine you'd go out and caucus. And, you know, I mean, people are people yeah. are upset what's happening in this country. I mean, yeah. they feel like they're left behind. You have, you know, the Democrats who always call states like Iowa the quote-unquote flyover states. You remember that, you know, brilliant line by these people. And, you know, people just want somebody, more than anything, Rob, people want somebody who will be a cheerleader for the United States of America. We don't have a cheerleader. I mean, these people hardly show up to the office. Half of, half of the White House is still, you know, you know work from home, you know, while, you know, people work two and three jobs What's, just to, literally, yeah. I mean... Yeah, no, I, I understand I, I, all of that. I mean, it's it, we see it. I mean, it's it's still amazing to me that this administration is running this country because they're doing such a poor job at it. I want to bring up one one final topic just because I, I thought it was probably the soundbite of the day. Fannie Willis prosecuting former President Trump in Fulton County, Georgia, is now playing the race card while addressing uh, the fact that uh, we found out that she's paying $650,000 to her new boy toy, a guy who's deeply unqualified to handle the case. He's doing most of the work. Uh, here is Fannie Willis speaking about it uh, from over the weekend. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. What a card. I mean, what a, what a, goes anywhere, does anything. That's amazing, isn't it? 
Well, the other thing is, you know, I mean, there were reports this weekend that, you know, her, her quote unquote boyfriend literally billed in one 24 hour stretch, 24 hours of legal time, meaning, you know, he, he worked for 24 hours straight. It's a ridiculous <laughs> number, right? Yeah. It, it is crazy. But, you know, Rob, we're seeing it all over the place, right? Look at Letitia James in New York. They've literally weaponized the entire thing. I mean, that's that was their play to get my father out. You know, let's let's weaponize DAs and, and, and AGs around the entire country. First, they tried the Russia thing. That didn't work. Then they tried to impeach him. That didn't work. Yeah. You know, then they tried to go after Kavanaugh. That didn't work and take out Supreme Court justices. Now it's let's weaponize every DA and AG in far, far, far left areas where we have radical judges and, 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 and juries yeah. that they can otherwise control with lunatics like this, you know, and then it, when that looks like it's all breaking down based on clips like the one that you just played, you know, yeah. let's take him off the ballot in Colorado. Let's take him off the ballot in Maine. It's America sees through this stuff. Americans are really smart. Like they get exactly what these people are, are, are doing. They're not. Uh, you know, like It'll they're not the, shocking anybody yeah. at this point. People are yeah. sick and tired of the nonsense, and, yeah. and and if anything, it just propels my father, my father, further in the polls, Rob. And yeah. it's uh, it's amazing, but she's a real beauty um, yeah. in, in Georgia. And Georgia should be embarrassed by her, and I think they are. I truly think they are. Eric Trump on Rob Schmidt tonight, last night, and Greta Van Susteren covering the Georgia DA story as well. Spoke about it with Utah con- Congressman Burgess Owens. Good evening, sir. And um, both Claudine Gay, um, the former president of Harvard, and now Fawny Willis, both both very successful women, claim that the, they they assert that they are the product of, the, of racism in their in their troubles. Do you agree or not? Uh, I disagree vehemently. Um, and I'll say this: Dr. Martin Luther King, in that generation, if they were alive today, would be ashamed of what uh, we're now seeing today. <clears throat> we have people who truly think they're entitled. To, uh, to to play with different games. At the end of the day, if you lie, cheat, and steal, I don't care what color you are, you don't lower the barrier and say because you're black, you're not supposed to be accountable. You're accountable because you're in a position of people of trust. And we have a, we, I, I lived through Martin Luther King today. I was 12 years old during that time. And I remember uh, in, during the demonstrations, they had such a love for, for their community and respect for the community. If you were not going to Discipline yourself, and if they stay nonviolent, you could not participate. You look at you look at the the way they dress themselves because they were commanding respect, uh, not by begging or saying we deserve we deserve because of my of my skin color. They want respect because they they were showing meritocracy, and that was the bottom line. We have today a, a number of uh, Black Americans who get to where they are they're in, in positions of power, overseeing so many of these Black communities that do so poorly because they're not given the choice of freedom of school, a freedom of, 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 of a good job or a good business. They, 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 they celebrate when Black Lives Matter comes through and burn down all the black businesses. So no, this is the time to reflect on the fact that the American dream is still alive and well. And we need to make sure that we're not listening to that voice you just heard a minute ago of, of how bad we're doing when that person is truly privileged to be an American citizen and a congressperson to, to, to serve this nation at this particular time. So let's be proud of who we are. Uh, let's not look down on each other because of our colors of our skin. And let's not, look at those, let's not listen to a naysayer who's always complaining about what they don't have. And meanwhile, they're not allowing the, the, the American people to truly achieve the American dream they deserve to have. That's Utah Rep Burgess Owens on the record with Greta Van Susteren, which is weeknights at 6 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax, by the way. In other news, President Biden has no events scheduled on the White House calendar today. Now check this out. The Biden-Harris administration already sent out a fundraising message that hit people's mailboxes early this morning. 
And it says it is clear that Donald Trump is the official front runner for the 2024 Republican presidential nomination. And we now need to work even harder. If Donald Trump is our opponent, we can expect vile lies, vile attacks and massive spending that from the White House, the administration of unity. It's going to be a hell of a year. All right, and Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin was released from the hospital yesterday. An official statement from the U.S. Department of Defense says he will perform his duties remotely for a period of time before returning full-time to the Pentagon, and he has full access to secure communications capabilities. Stock market reopened this morning after being closed yesterday in observance of the holiday, and we are in the red as of the time of this recording. Dow Jones Industrial Average down about 150 points. The Nasdaq is off 75. Listen, stay informed on all the news all day long with Newsmax, which is still available on most major cable systems. And have you checked out the new Newsmax Plus yet? Simply go to NewsmaxPlus.com, sign up for a free trial. It includes all of your favorite shows and your favorite guests. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. I'm Tony Marino. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Newsmax Daily. Share it with all your friends and family. Now available, I remind you, on YouTube as well. Enjoy the rest of your day and keep on fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.